I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. Mardi Gras, aka Fat Tuesday. Les et bon temps frolet. Eat some king cake and gumbo and drink some beer and celebrate with us. We thought it might be fun to talk about one of the most haunted cities in the United States, New Orleans. Other than being known as the epicenter of Mardi Gras celebrations, the city has a more sinister reputation. From gruesome murders to ghosts to voodoo queens and vampires, New Orleans is an occultist's playground. So sit back and sip on a hurricane cocktail while we discuss a few spooky stories from the Crescent City. Mm. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Probably the most notorious haunted location in the French Quarter is the La Laurie Mansion, located at 1140 Royal Street. The original mansion was home to Delphine La Laurie a cruel, wealthy woman who tortured her slaves. The depths of her depravity were not discovered until a fire occurred on the property in April of 1834. Officials found seven slaves starved, tortured, and chained in the upper part of the mansion. Now, apparently the fire had been intentionally set by an enslaved woman who was chained to the stove as punishment. Mm. Now, an angry mob descended on the home after they found out about this, destroying it. And they wanted to arrest Delphine, but she somehow managed to escape. They think she went back to France. And after the home was rebuilt, uh, it was actually converted into apartments. And something interesting I found out in my research is that in 1894, a tenant was brutally murdered in his room. Mm. Yeah. So police claimed it was a robbery. It was kind of, it was, I think, meant to look like a robbery. Like they felt like, you know, his stuff had been tossed around, like it'd been, um, someone was snooping for something, you know, money or whatever. But rumors persist that the tenant believed there was an evil entity that was haunting him. Later, the property was turned into an all girls school. And the students would report that there was an evil woman who would scratch or hit them and would leave bruises. You could see the marks on them. Mm. Now, was this the ghost of Madame LaLaurie returning to inflict harm on innocent victims? Maybe. Maybe. Now, nearly 200 years later, many people have reported hearing the painful moans of the slaves who were tortured and held captive in that upper room. Phantom footsteps are often heard throughout the house. 
Overall, people report a foreboding sense or a negative energy in and around the mansion. Oh, and a random bit of information, babe. I found out that um, actor Nicolas Cage owned the LaLaurie mansion for a period of time. Of course he did. <laughs> Apparently he bought it because he had heard of the reputation and with the ghosts. And so he, he purchased it. But... Um, he didn't have it for very long. Apparently, it went into foreclosure. Mm. Did he? Did he say he like experienced anything? No, okay. I didn't see anything like that in the research. That sounds very. That story sounds very American horror story. It is right. Yeah. I mean, Madame Lalaurie is in American Horror Story. Oh well, I forgot about that. <laughs> there you go. You didn't remember that? I don't remember that. There's so many seasons, and I. I know, but they use they deliberately just like. Um, you know, with the axe fan of New Orleans, they they pull that, they use that a bit in the American Horror Stories as well. Was that Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates was Madame LaLaurie. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now it's coming back to me. And then there was the jazz guy, remember, that yes. dated the witch, um, yes. the head witch. Yes. Okay. And well, we covered the axe man. Yes. Yes. Do speaking, you remember? Yeah. Speaking of American Horror Story. Yeah, so we covered the Axeman of New Orleans in our first season, episode 21. So we aren't going to retell that one today, but if you're interested, feel free to go back and listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. Speaking of true crime and hauntings, I'm going to tell you the story of Addie Hall and Zach Bowen. Okay. Addie and Zach met and fell in love in the French Quarter. They both had a complicated past. Addie was a bit of bohemian, art, an artistic and free-spirited person. But she was also nervous about starting a relationship because she had been abused by men in the past. Mm-hmm. It was while she was working as a bartender at the Spotted Cat that she met and began dating Zach, a charismatic and troubled war veteran. Zach had married young, and he had enlisted in the army to help provide for his growing family. But his wife left him, and when he returned from his tours overseas, He had to take odd jobs around New Orleans to make ends meet. He suffered from severe PTSD. Addie also struggled from mental illness, being diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder. Mm. Then Katrina hit. Oh, yeah. The couple decided to brace the Category 5 storm in her apartment, and they survived. The two were even interviewed by national media outlets for having remained in the city during the hurricane. But then... When they had to return to their normal lives, the relationship became strained. Mm. Alcohol and drugs didn't help. Yeah. They never determined, did. Yeah. Determined to make their relationship work, the couple decided to find a new apartment. And one happened to be for rent, just above the well-known Priestess Miriam, uh, Miriam's Voodoo Spiritual Temple. But things quickly took a turn for the worst. They had already been having violent fights, and then Addie found out that Zach was cheating on her. Oh. And Zach found out the lease was only in Addie's name, not his. On October 5th, 2006, a drunken Zach strangled Addie to death at mm-hmm. one about one in the morning. He then fell asleep in the next next to her body. Some reports say he completed or committed necrophilia. Ugh. Over the course of the several days, Zach dismembered Addie using a hacksaw and a knife. He placed pieces of her body in pots on the stove for cooking and also in the refrigerator. 
Almost two weeks after the murder, Zach committed suicide by jumping to his death from the seventh floor of the Omni Royal or- Orleans Hotel. He confessed to the murder of his girlfriend in a note to police, which was tucked inside a plastic bag in his back pocket, along with his army tags and keys to Addie's apartment. Mm. Once inside the apartment, detectives found spray paint on the walls that read, I love her, and look in the oven, with an arrow pointing to the stove. Ooh, I don't like that. It was there they found what remained of Addie's body. Because the apartment was above the voodoo temple, many people have wondered if Zach was influenced by dark voodoo magic. But I suspect that the murder was a mixture of mental illness and alcohol, drug use, and kind of an already toxic relationship. Right. So since then, um, people have lived or like visited the apartment, have claimed to experience a paranormal activity. People afford feeling watched and hearing voices. Yeah, and we should note also, if you or a loved one is experiencing PTSD, depression, um, you know, having thoughts of suicide, please seek help. Call the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. Someone is available to speak to you right now if you need it. And that's a really um, it's a good point. And I think that story is is pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we go from kind of a troubled relationship to full-on murder and, 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 dis- suicide, and, and... suicide and dismemberment. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, please seek help yeah. if you need it. So moving on to the next story, babe, have you ever heard of the Casket Girls? No, I have not. <laughs> okay, well, you're in for a treat. Their original name was Fille à la Cassette, or the women with the suitcases, but Cassette transformed into Casquette, or Casket. Rumor has it they were vampires. Ooh. But let me start at the beginning. In the 1700s, these women were transported to French colonies in America, specifically to convents, with the expectation they would be virtuous spouses for male colonists. Okay. The Ursuline convent, this was actually something the French king, like I guess they had appealed to the French king that they needed wives and there was like a whole thing. And so they sent these, they shipped these women, literally, um, to the Americas so that they would be virtuous spouses for these male colonists, okay? Like mail-order brides, I guess. Right. The Ursuline convent in New Orleans housed many of these women until they were ready to be married off. They also attended the school the Ursuline nuns founded. Now, rumors spread about the young women's pale skin, so they looked very different than the people that were already in New Orleans. They had much paler skin. When they were in the sun, it was said that they would burn easily and get really red. And they also preferred to carry their possessions around in casket-shaped chests. So like suitcases, big suitcases that looked like coffins or caskets. Now, Because of these rumors, and there was some stuff going on, which I didn't fully understand all the history, but the nuns decided to take the chests away from the women and carried them up to the third floor of the convent, which had been sealed shut. All the windows had been sealed shut. For whatever reason, they did not use this third floor. So they gathered the caskets, they threw the caskets in the third floor, and then they sealed the door up. Mm. However, 
After a fairly short period of time, apparently, the nuns returned to inspect the third floor and make sure that the chests were still in there. And they found the chests, but they were completely empty, as if someone or something had gotten into the sealed room and taken the belongings that were inside. Again, rumors spread that these women were vampires, or perhaps that they had been transporting vampires in the caskets to the new world. I also wondered if it was like um, in Dracula or Nosferatu, right, where they had this this um, soil from their homeland. Yeah, in caskets. That's in Dracula. Okay. Um, the the legend persisted well even into the twentieth century because in nineteen seventy eight, a pair of paranormal investigators climbed the convent walls at night to see if the casket girls were vampires and hiding out still in the third floor. Allegedly, their bodies were found the next day, drained of blood. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so That's an awesome story. Yeah. I mean, I love vampire stuff, mm-hmm. so that's, that's a cool one. Yeah. And, again, it's like, how much of that is historical? I mean, there's historical fact. These women really did come to the Americas with the sole purpose of, like, becoming brides. Um and they did apparently look different. But isn't it interesting how these outsiders, these pale-skinned outsiders, all of a sudden morphed into this rumor that they were vampires? Yeah. All because of the shape of their casket, really. Or, or cast sorry. Their chest. Or their chest. Yes. Yes. Um, your suitcases, essentially. So, yeah. So, that was an interesting one. Um. Babe, we have time for one more story, just right. because I know we don't want to. We're just doing a short little um, episode here, just because we um, missed out doing one this weekend, and I've got another big one coming up for Friday. So, right. do you want to give us one more story yeah. of something spooky in New Orleans? For sure. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans, Mary Lavou. Lavou, Lavou. You got to do that French, babe. Lavou. La Vaux. La Vaux. Vaux. Okay. Vaux. Well, you can help me with the names. Okay. Marie was a free African-American born in the French Quarter in 1801. She was the daughter of Marguerite. Marguerite. Marguerite D'Arcantre. D'Arcantre. A freed slave and mistress to Charles Laveau. Laveau. A wealthy mixed-race businessman. <laughs> In 1819, she married Jacques Perry, a free person of color from Haiti, at St. Louis Cathedral. Records indicate that she had two daughters, but there is some confusion on that. Okay. We're not sure about that. After her From fir- that first marriage? Yes. Okay. After her first husband passed away, she fell in love with a wealthy white man, and the two had a 30-year common-law marriage. Hmm. Despite her reputation as a voodoo queen, she was also a strong Catholic, oh. attending Mass regularly. There are also a few theories about how Marie learned to practice voodoo, one being that her grandmother raised her with both Roman Catholicism and voodoo. Others believe she may have practiced under the guidance of a well-known uh, voodoo priest or priestess. Regardless of how she learned, People recall seeing her attend spiritual gatherings and selling her gri-gri bags mm-hmm. at Congo Square. 
a community center for New Orleans people of color. She was well known for her herbal healing skills, and people from around the world called on her for advice. Politicians, lawyers, and other wealthy elites were, who were worried about her cursing them. She was skilled at finding out secrets about others and using it against them. Hmm. Marie passed away in June of 1881. She was 79 years old. It wasn't long before people reported seeing her ghost. Her grave has been a hot tourist spot for fans of the occult. People can also visit the place where her house once stood, located at 1020 St. Anne Street. Marie's original home was torn down, but a new structure was built on the foundation. Her ghost is said to haunt not only the building, but also St. Anne's Street. She has been seen wearing a white gown and her trademark turban headdress. Legend says she still carries out rituals in the location. If you're interested, you can book a night or two at Lavo House. Lavo. Lavo House. <laughs> as it is now a vacation rental. Wow, babe. I I would love to go and stay there. That would be awesome. We can't take our child to that. No, probably not. <laughs> so. I don't know. Maybe. Well, okay. So a couple things about Marie Laveau, because um, I know a bit about her. Um, first of all, she's in American Horror Story, too. I yes. don't know if you remember that, the Coven episode in New Orleans. She so in addition to we have Madame La Lorie, who is Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. We have the Axeman who shows up, and then she shows up. She's still she, it's like she hasn't aged, and I think some of that is because of rumors where she did where they were talking about she had they thought she had two daughters from her first marriage. I do know she had a daughter at least from her common law marriage situation, um, because I think her her daughter ended up kind of like posing as her. So that people were like, wow, she never ages. Oh. Um, so, and and so I think that's where they got the idea to have her not age because she's a voodoo queen. So she knows like all these secrets with her herbal remedies. And she's, remember, a, a hairstylist? Mm-hmm. Like she's got the hairdresser. She owns the hair yes. cutting place. And so it's like she does her rituals at night. But then during the day, she's like a hairstylist. And that's how she gets all her gossip about people remember because oh, yes. people are always talking in her yeah um so anyway i i do love when they incorporate that stuff in american horror story where they take actual historical figures and they kind of expand on them and use them and in the don't story. go like crazy off the rails like they yeah like some of the other seasons have done yeah there's there's good seasons and bad seasons so <laughs> but anyway i still i think it would be cool i really really want to go to new orleans we've never been i think well you went i think when you were really young your parents really you don't even remember I don't it remember that. yeah but i would love to go so but well that's all we have for you all tonight we know there are numerous haunted locations in new orleans but we just wanted to, to feature a few tonight just in honor of mardi gras and all the festivities that are happening in the crescent city tonight um but i'm sure we'll feature more yeah in future episodes yeah for sure yeah so Right. And so listeners, if you've been to New Orleans and visited any of those, these locations or any other like haunted hot spots in Louisiana, let us know. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about your experience. So email us at um, contactspiritofspirits at gmail.com. Yes. And thanks so much for joining us tonight. We hope you'll continue to listen every week as we talk about spirits while sipping on spirits. Bye. Bye. <laughs>